she's here. We did it. Little one has finally joined the family, and we are, of course, over the moon. And now that we've all survived six weeks, I thought I'd check in, in case you're wondering how it's going. I think the statement, when it rains, it pours, is the perfect one for how I feel things are going right now in my life. Let's go. Welcome to Courage and Other C-Words. I'm your host, Jen Root Martell, and thanks for joining me today. Sorry it's been so long, but last time I monologued on this podcast, I was in the 11th hour of pregnancy. And as much as I don't want to dwell too much on this topic and have time to cover other fun things, this is happening in real time and has been one of the most disruptive, traumatizing, demoralizing, rewarding, and also satisfying experiences of my life. So I'm going to talk about it, at least providing a quick check-in right now. While my head is sort of clear, I've gotten a little bit of sleep, and she's currently bouncing gently in her mamaru, completely passed out. But I mean, who knows how long I've got, so I'll make it quick. But I do promise that there are more kick-ass interviews coming your way, as well as a deep dive into branding and rebranding, and now rebranding again. So stay tuned for that. So when we last talked, I was struggling, like all soon-to-be working moms, with the decision of when and how to take maternity leave. There were a lot of sacrifices I already had to make because of how much my body had changed and how restricted that then made me in trying to do all that day-to-day work that I was just so used to doing. It was so puffy, and the carpal tunnel was so bad that I couldn't feel my fingertips. I honestly like still can't really feel them but it it's just it got really bad the swelling so weird and hoping that she might defy the chances and actually arrive on her due date I ignorantly planned my life around June 6th my parents came in from the DC area a couple weeks before to help get us organized and be there for support which is great I tried to offload as many in-person tasks as possible so that no one would have to depend on me when I was out you know that sort of thing I decided to ease into leave by just working from home starting the Monday after her due date just in case she decided to come later. I had like a few tasks I needed to do and thought it would just be easier to do it from home. And then if she did come, I also thought I would be perfectly capable of doing them, which was hilarious now looking back. And then we passed her due date with little fanfare. And it was hard to sort of not feel like a failure. I really had set my sights on the fact that she was going to come at least around that time. And in order to counter those feelings of failing and like many soon to be mothers eager to move on to actually do the mother thing, I jumped full steam into those anecdotal treatments out there for naturally inducing labor. We went out for long walks, so many walks. I ate a ton of dates, which are just not amazing. I ate spicy food, though that's not really any change to how I usually eat, which is great. (laughs) Bounced on a bouncy ball, did tons of jumping jacks, gently, of course. I drank red raspberry leaf tea, did a couple of other things that are on that natural induction list that I will not add here in case she does actually listen to this someday. You get the picture. Whatever else we could come up with to help gently nudge her in that direction. Unfortunately, she was having none of it. Halfway through the week, I was at my doctor and she mentioned that they would suggest a medical induction once I hit 42 weeks as just standard practice in this country. 
42 weeks. I was halfway through 40 weeks and was totally done. I really thought that I would be one of those people who would be super chill and would just let her choose the day and be good with it. And I'm, I'm not sure why I thought that this type A personality would allow for anything other than her showing up specifically on her due date. But that was where I was. But by the time that doctor visit came around, I was busting at the seams on every level. So luckily, we were able to schedule a medical induction for that Saturday. And on Sunday, June 13th, at 41 weeks exactly, Madeline Grace was not so gently nudged into this big, scary world. And we were totally delighted and exhausted. Because she was born very healthy and I had had not a really great experience during labor, we technically had two nights at the hospital with all of the cafeteria food that one could feast on. I was eager to get out of there and we came home actually a day early. No regrets. If I was going to need to heal, I wanted to do it in the comfort of my own squishy bed and close to my refrigerator. So having my parents here for the first week of her being home was great. They were an extra set of arms to hold her while I was able to get things done and just get organized. And at this point, I was able to still be really hands-off at the cidery since I was so consumed with her. And it really helps, you know, when you have a little one who needs you specifically and only you for sustenance, you really can't ignore it or walk away. And as I'd hoped, the team at the cidery kept the boat sailing and yeah, it was just a great feeling. There was even a dry me river canning run in there somewhere. And I think that went really well for all I heard. I honestly feel like I can depend on them a hundred percent to keep cranking cider and cider that is up to our high quality standards. It was a huge relief and helped me with being physically away that I was also able to be mentally away. So for two whole weeks, we were able to just hang out at home. My parents left after one, so Alex was able to get a full three more weeks of paternity leave to be with us on the couch, which was awesome. And we went on some nice walks. We, of course, panicked over how long to let her sleep before feeding, and then also panicked over how much or little she was feeding, and just stood amazed at the sheer amount and pitch of screaming that could come out of something that is so small. We even got a quick trip to Carmel in there somewhere, which was great. And I did actually have to supplement with formula a little at the beginning because she lost weight pretty quickly. And that was definitely a bit of a hit to the ego as I thought she was feeding great. But it sounds like it does actually happen to, to a lot of women. So all in all, I'd say things went pretty smoothly despite the sleepless nights at the very beginning. And then for Alex's fourth and final week of paternity leave, everything seemed to break. There was a seasonal spider bites canning run that went horrifically sideways for no clear reason. And then our pasteurization bath started leaking and the can ends started popping once they were filled. It was both nice and frustrating that I did not know about any of this until it was already over. But it just sucked because Alex had to make some emergency trips to the cidery that week to make sure that things kept working because I couldn't because I was with her. And then we ordered a bunch of kegs that we needed for sales and they were supposed to show up on Thursday. No one would be there to receive them. So Alex had to go babysit the cidery. And of course they didn't show up. They did of course show up on Friday though, along with six additional pallets of kegs that we didn't order. It just as an illustration for how that week was going, it was literally just one thing after another over there. 
And then also going on behind the scenes of all of this was that we still needed to make the move from the cidery into the brewery at 47 Hills. I mentioned that a while back and it's still going forward. However, slowly ABC is still an issue for the record. And when we left for leave, there were only three of the eight tanks moved over and connected to the glycol lines. So we hired a trailer to get the rest moved only to find out that our business partner was going away for the weekend on a last minute trip. And thus we had to punt that to the next weekend. So there went the fourth and final week that we had with Alex and I sort of feel like it just like went down the tube in a manner of speaking, which was just really frustrating, but unfortunately unavoidable. And I hate that it puts so much stress on the team as well. It's even a few weeks later and we still don't have those cans labeled for sale. It's just was one of those weeks where nothing worked out the way you wanted it to, or you needed it to, and just still feeling the, re- the repercussions of, of all that went wrong then. So we had week five that rolled around and Alex is back to work. Uh, feeling like the team could use some additional support, I went ahead and just jumped back into work also in a way. Sitting on production calls, fielding texts and calls from the guys again, answering questions, being a little more hands-on with the delivery planning and logistics, and also trying to keep the momentum of the move going, however possible, while everyone was still spread so thin. So the last couple of weekends, we've been at the cidery and then at the brewery. We finally got all the big pieces of equipment over to 47 Hills and just broke down the glycol piping that was hanging on the walls for so long at the cidery. Electricians and plumbers have already come in to close up the final fixtures, and some cider friends from the north made the trek to help us break down the cold room and then take it back with them. So hopefully they'll also come down and grab that last tank at some point in the next week or two before our lease runs out. It has been bittersweet, for sure, to close up shop at 1236 Montgomery. It has been our cider home for so long, and we definitely used it hard. Those floors just look so awful, but it was time, and we've outgrown it. It will be good to finally say farewell in a week or two. And then on the flip side, it is nice to have everything in one place again. Sure, it's all spread out, and no one really knows where everything is yet. We need to put in some actual time getting our processes back in order and learning new ones for the new space, but I'm excited. Also excited to overhaul the office and get all the filing and paperwork back in shape. Who knew that we could fill up his space so efficiently? And now their team knows too well what we were saying when it was a perpetual game of Tetris. Luckily, there's a larger parking lot to help move things around when inside gets a little tight. And with a little work and some purging, we will be able to make it manageable for us, I'm sure. There's a ton of room to walk around, at least, and that's, that's a welcome change. Oh, and oh yeah, this was a podcast about maternity leave, wasn't it? And there's a little girl who I need to be keeping alive and safe and comfortable through all this. So talk about a balancing act. Despite being so small, she's been a super trooper in her first month and a half of life. It definitely started out slow and steady as we all started learning how to live with each other and put up with the screaming. But then we hit the round running at week four. Though she is amazingly good at starting her meltdowns, just as calls are scheduled to start, she's been pretty good at coming along for the ride. We have an awesome pair of noise-canceling headphones that she wears and have worked out in addition to the stroller so that she can lean all the way back and be horizontal for nap time, even if she's not at home. Though I'm sure it looks completely ridiculous to see a stroller with a baby tucked into a quiet corner at a brewery or to hear her belting screams when I stray too far for too long, but unfortunately, it's what we have to do right now. 
And that balancing act almost every day, it's, it's definitely taking its toll on me as I'm sure it is on her. I'm finding myself nursing between pasteurization drops and calls, trying to organize files with her in one arm and paperwork in another. And just when I think she's down for a few minutes so that I can focus on a task or just write this podcast episode or just record this podcast episode, she starts squirming and that cute little face just quickly turns into an anguished cry despite having been fed and changed about five minutes before. But that's babies. And I'm hoping someday I'll look back at these moments and not think that I'm missing out on our quality time with her. That maybe I'm not right by her side every minute at the brewery like I am when we're in the living room. But we're still here together and I'm still feeling like I'm making things work. Though the task of pasteurizing cans will definitely have to fall on somebody else's shoulders moving forward. I have quickly realized that though it might sound doable in my head, she has a very different plan for me. And it does not involve production of any kind. Though I might be able to get away with some filing. And what choice do I have right now? She's way too little to be sending to a daycare facility, in my opinion. And even if that did make sense, there are fewer places open right now because COVID closed so many of them down. And really, this Delta strain of COVID is super concerning for all of us. So I have to take into account potential exposure as well. We have signed up for all the platforms for caregivers, and we'll start that outreach soon. But that's going to be a process of interviews and negotiations that I just don't feel like I have time for right now. Not to mention the whole pumping situation. I don't even know when it's supposed to get done, when she's hungry and needs to nurse like every hour sometimes. I guess women just carry the pump around and make time for that. It's amazing. It definitely gets tiring ducking into the closest bathroom to nurse her when she starts getting super fussy. So here we are at week six. This was the halfway through maternity leave check-in if maternity leave was actually three months long. I've heard that a quarter of women in the U.S. who have a baby go back to work two weeks after giving birth because they don't have the time off. And as a woman who is now juggling work and a baby and trying to breastfeed as much as I can, I take my hat off to them and to parents in general. Babies add another layer of stress that I knew was going to happen and had sort of prepared myself for. But nothing can prepare you for how distracting and overwhelming that ear-piercing hungry scream can be. You can't hear anything, including, and in particular, the voice inside your own head. Talk about disorienting. Which is why I feel every day I vacillate wildly between feeling like I've got everything under control and can do this working parent thing, to just staring at her absentmindedly on the changing table, unsure as to what else I could possibly do for her, and then panicking over how I clearly am the worst mother in human history because she's screaming and looks so upset. Luckily, I've only left my keys in the car once and have not left her anywhere yet. And I can't remember the last time I took a shower, but we're getting through it. I keep being told that it will get better, that she will sleep better and cry less. I welcome those times. Though I'm also trying to hold on to this short span that we have together. Well, I'm just getting to know her, and I'm able to help her slowly get to know this big, big world. I know she's only this age once, and I want to make the most of it. So over the next month, I hope to be fully moved into 47 Hills, now that I've extended my lease at the cidery for another two weeks. We will be pouring cider and expanding sales for both cider and beer, and we're all so excited. It has also been a Abundantly clear that we need more production help soon. So that is one more thing to add to my list for the year. And though I do hope that we can find someone soon to help with her and give me a day or two free to be at the brewery, there is a part of me that doesn't want to leave her. 
no matter how much more comfortable she would be at home in the comfy silence instead of with her headphones on next to the boiler room or in some sort of quiet corner in the office. But it's not all about me anymore. And this is a great lesson in what that sacrifice looks like. So in any case, I'm excited and thankful for the opportunity to finally be a mother. And I can't wait for those little smiles to actually be directed at me someday and not just be about a nice big poop. And that's a wrap. Anyone else surviving maternity leave and feel like they've got a good rhythm down? Anything you'd suggest in these early days of raising a newborn besides buying better earplugs? I'd love to hear all about it. Email me at info at othercwords.com. And in the meantime, please subscribe, rate, and review to help out this little podcast. Five stars goes a long way on Apple, and I so appreciate your support. I know it says write a review, and that can be super daunting, but Apple doesn't need a novel. A simple, hey, what's up? would be more than fine. And for more information about me and this podcast, visit us online at othercwords.com. Talk to you soon, and thanks for joining me today.